0: You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Amen. God is good and all the time. Amen. Tonight, I want to minister a message real quickly. Amen. Get you guys home and finish off the the week. Amen. I want to minister on overcoming our greatest enemy. Overcoming our greatest enemy. Amen. A battle that we all face. How many know that we face an enemy? Come on. Somebody say amen. Come on. We we, we need to recognize, amen, and we need to overcome. Now, listen. There is a harvest that is coming. I, I can prophesy right now. There is harvest that is coming to this house, there is a harvest coming to you personally. There is a harvest coming, and the enemy wants to steal it. Come on, you ever got some victory on Sunday and lost the battle on Monday? Come on. Come on, that's the enemy. He wants to steal your harvest. And so when we get excited, a seed gets planted inside our spirits, and it starts to bring an increase, or, or we start to grab a little bit of hope. Then Monday rolls around or whatever day the enemy comes and he steals it. And I can tell you right now there's a harvest coming to our city. There's a harvest coming to this church. There's a harvest coming to you. Come on, nobody believing this, amen? There is a harvest coming and the enemy wants to steal it. Come on, anybody here have any dreams? Come on. You guys any you guys shooting, shooting for anything, amen? Are you looking for something different, amen? You've got to look towards the harvest because the harvest is coming. Tonight I want to hit on something that we need to be awakened to, alert to, and aware of. And I want to talk about facing our greatest enemy, facing our greatest nemesis if we are to live a righteous life, if we are to be victorious and to be an overcomer, if we are to be still in God, we've got to understand and be aware of our enemy. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says this, Stay alert. Somebody say, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy. It says, Great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Right here in this passage of Scripture, it's talking about the enemy that you and I face. It says that we face an enemy that prowls around, Like a roaring lion. The message Bible says that he's ready to pounce on you. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to pounce on you. And it says, you know what, he's looking for something. The enemy wants to take you out. He's looking for someone to devour, amen. He's after your harvest. And it goes on to say, he would like nothing better than to catch you napping. So what does that tell you and I right now the enemy has what an eye on you the enemy is watching your every move he's watching how you are like I said he he doesn't know what you're thinking only God knows what we're thinking but he can watch you on your on your how you act on the outside he he can watch you how you how you if you're fleshing out he can watch you if you're have an attitude. He can watch you and all these little things. And so he's waiting for a time, amen, to, to pounce on you and catch you napping. And he's working overtime church. And so whatever moment, the Bible says don't give the devil what? Even a foothold. Don't give him a crack of the door. Don't open the door for him uh, when he comes knocking you with, with his lies, trying to deceive you with this or with that. Amen. He's looking for an opportunity. Listen, an opportunity to take you out. Let I me mean, know that you guys are valuable. Come on, are you valuable? Come on, you, you are. If you weren't valuable, the devil wouldn't even mess with you. And because you are valuable to the kingdom of God, He's looking for an opportunity to take you out. And so we need to understand that we need to be woken to this concept. We need to be alert to it, and we need to be aware of the great enemy that you and I face. Come on, God is good, and God is powerful within us, amen, but it does not take away that He is a great enemy coming at us. The new King James calls Him our adversary. Here in the Living, New Living Translation, it calls him our great enemy. This enemy is the, the devil. Come on, Satan, the Diablo, amen, the fallen angel, uh, Lucifer, uh, the deceiver, uh, the one the Bible says in John says that it comes to kill, steal, and what? Destroy. He wants to take you out, amen. Uh, there is no plans for you in, in darkness, amen. His plan is to kill you. That is his mission statement. We have win, build, and serve. Come on. He has, come on, steal, kill, destroy. That is his mission statement. This is what he tells his demons to go do. This is our mission statement. We are to go out and kill, steal, and destroy every single person. He does a great job at that church because he's a great enemy. There has to be be some respect. You know, you ain't all that bad. Only Jesus within us can overcome this great enemy. So he's out there to kill, steal, and destroy. The next verse in chapter 9 in the Message Bible says to keep your guards up. Keep your guard up. How I many know once you drop your guard, the enemy can hit you? You've got to keep your guard up. That's why, you know, if you ever watch boxing, amen, you get the showboaters, all this stuff, and sometimes they get away with it, but there are times when what? They'll get nailed. If, if you're fighting a great fighter, he will nail you. He's looking for opportunities to catch you now or playing around for him to hit you. So, see, we can't do that with the enemy. We can't play with the enemy. we got to respect our enemy. Come on, somebody. we got to respect it. We need the Word of God inside of us to fight back. So the Lord tells you what? Keep your guards up. Tell your neighbor, keep your guards up. You know, when our guards are down, you know, when our guards are down, when we start complaining. Come on, when we start murmuring, when we start doing this, or we start doing that, or we start bringing division, or the enemy starts to bring, our guards have been dropped down. The, the, the Bible's saying here, in 1 Peter, it says, you've got to keep your guards up. In 1 Peter 5, 9, it says, stand firm against him. Talking about the devil. I mean stand firm against the enemy and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family, your brothers and sisters, all the believers all around the world are going through the same kind of suffering as you are. We're all in the same battle, church. The devil wants to pounce on me too. Come on. I'm not exempt from that list. Amen. He's out there watching, seeing when he can catch Pastor Art napping. Come on. He wants to take me out. He wants to take you out. And why you're going through the trials and why you're going through these storms is because the enemy, there's a value inside of you. He sees that value and he says, Man, I got to take her out. I got to take him out. Got to take them out. He's ready to pounce on you. So the Bible says, What? Keep your guards up. This, how, this, how we, this is how we fight our battles, right? Right? This is how we fight our battles. We use the equipments. we, we get on our knees, we pray, we read the Word of God. This is keeping our guards up. When you start to read and you start to pray and you start to do the very things that God tells you to do, you're keeping your guards up. Now, when you stop praying, you stop reading, you stop giving, you stop coming to church, guess what? Your guards are dropping. You, you, got, you know, yes, come on, God's with us wherever we go, but we've got to keep our guards up by doing the very things that we need to do. See, when a, a fighter is, is going to training, come on, how many know that he can't prepare a, a fight? There's going to have to be some training, right? He's always training, He's always looking for maneuvers. He's always trying to do what he needs to do. So there's always a fight going on even when the enemy's not around. He's preparing for the fight. He's preparing for that the, the one that's going to step in the ring, uh, the one that he's going to face, the opposition, amen, uh, his adversary, sort of speaking, in that fight. He's ready, he's preparing himself. The same thing goes with us, guys. If we know that he's out to get you, what are you doing to prepare for that fight? Or are you doing anything? We're wondering why Christians fall, or why Christians uh, don't make it, amen, because they have not prepared for the fight. They drop their guards. And during the week and during the, between services, come on, you got to keep your guard up tomorrow. On Thursday. You have to do that. Here we're encouraging you to do it, but then you got to do it t- tomorrow. you got to keep your guards up. Okay, I've got I to keep it up. I, I don't know what's going to come. Remember, you don't know when you're going to face your Judas. Or who you're going to become. If your guards are up, you know how to fight your Judas. You know how to love your Judas. So you got to understand that we need to keep our guards up at all times. Amen. Uh, Hallelujah. I hope that wasn't something else. Amen. But, you know, (laughs) some of you guys just, what do you mean by that? You have to keep your guards up. That we need to stand firm, amen. It says you got to, you got to have a, a firm grip. You got to resist him. In other words, you need to be determined. You need to refuse to give in and give up. Stand against this adversary, this great enemy who wants to take you out, amen, and take your harvest, amen. Let me tell you, I work too hard for my harvest. I work too hard for the enemy to come in and take me or catch me napping to take away my harvest. You got to fight for your marriage. You got to fight for your salvation. You got to fight, amen, uh, for everything that God has given you. You got to fight for it. Because everything that God has given us, are treasures. They're treasures to help us. They're treasures to, to keep us going, amen. And we got to fight for this valuable treasure that God has given each one of us by keeping our guards up. It says to be strong in your faith. Come on, tell your neighbor, you gotta have faith. Come on, you gotta have faith, amen. You need to stand in it. Listen, listen, church. Faith is not believing God can, it's knowing that he will. Come on, faith is not believing, it's not believing that God can, it's knowing that he will. That God is going to move, God is going to move this mountain, God is going to do this, God is going to heal my marriage, God is going to open a door for a new opportunity of a job, God is going to heal my sickness. That is having faith that God will do it, not that he can do it, but that he will do it. See, faith does not make things easy, church. Faith makes it possible. Come on. It takes faith to move mountains. It takes faith to stand against this great enemy. The NIV says to resist him. Don't give in. Stand firm in faith. In James chapter 4, 7, it says this. Submit yourselves. Submit yourselves. How I many know it starts with you? You got to make up your mind that, you know what, I'm not going to give up. I have to put up my So Come on. You, you, God, God can't put your guards up. You got to do them. Come on. It says, submit to yourself. You got to make up your mind that, you know what, I'm not going to give in. Amen. And then it says, then to God, resist the devil and he'll do what? He'll flee from you. See, as you make this sound, you make this commitment and say, you know what? You wake up every morning, God. God, I submit myself to me. I'm making a decision myself. I'm submitting to you now, God. And when I do that, the enemy, come on, as he comes, you resist the enemy. He'll flee from you. And how many know that the devil is a great enemy? I said the devil is a great enemy. But I don't believe that's the greatest one. I don't believe that this is the greatest enemy that we face. Because the greatest enemy that we really face is ourselves. Come on. We are our greatest distraction. Come on, church. Sometimes we give the devil way too much credit for doing nada, doing zip. He does nothing. We do it to ourselves. Come on, somebody. We can say the devil made me do it, but you know, in reality, you did it. Come on. He didn't make you cuss. You did that all by yourself. Come on, somebody. Cuss? <gasps> the devil made me do it. No, it was in your spirit. It was in your spirit. It was something that you were watching. It was a movie that you watched last night, and they were cussing up a storm, and you didn't turn it off, amen. It's in your spirit, and now someone gets you mad, and guess what you do? Boom, that word comes out. It comes out. Whatever you feed your spirit, Listen. Whatever you feed your spirit will come out. Don't think, don't think that, man, I can handle this. I'm a Christian. I can watch these rated R movies and watch these, these scenes and watch them cuss up a storm. It doesn't affect me. I, it, it. Let me tell you, it's affecting you. You're feeding your spirit wrong. Bad company corrupts character. It's going to mess you up, church. Because what you, your, mind, your, your mind is recording all this. And so when that same episode happens in your real life, you're going to react what you have saw. But if you have this in your mind, church, if you feed in your mind the word of God, what's going to come out is the word of God. What's going to come out is spirit. Because you're you're feeding your flesh the spirit. The spirit man is rising up inside of you, church. Let's be real, guys. We are our greatest enemy. Why is that? Because we seem to agree with this enemy. Come on. We agree with ourselves. I mean, we're always, what, right? And everybody's else is, what, wrong. We agree with ourselves, amen. We agree with the decisions that we make, amen. The enemy, you understand this enemy. This enemy knows what you're going through, amen. He knows what you're feeling because it's all about you. Paul, the great apostle Paul, fought against this enemy, he fought against himself so much, church, that he said, I got to die to self daily. This is the battle that Paul had. This, the great apostle Paul, the one that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, he says, man, I fight this enemy, self. I always mess up, amen, and so I got to crucify this flesh every day. He struggled just like you and I, church. We all know that no one's perfect here. Paul even says, I am the worst of the worst. I'm the chief sinner, he says. This is the great Paul. He says, man, there's nothing good inside of me. Amen. We all deal with this flesh, this sinful nature. Look what Paul wrote in Romans chapter 7, 15. Look at it. kind of, there it comes. I really don't understand myself. This is Paul speaking. I want to do what is right but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Here, I mean, here's Paul. He says, man, I, I want to do good, but I end up not doing it. I, you know what? I, I, I do what is what, what I don't like doing. He, he's struggling with this. He's fighting. Don't it sound familiar? Don't it sound like us at time? Pastor, I, I'm trying to do the right thing, but I, I blew it. Oh, we like to blame other people. It's, it's, it's her. It's him. The kids. People at the church. and new sister in the family. I mean, we like to blame everyone, church, but we really do it to ourselves. Can somebody say amen? Look what it says as we go on to verse 8, 18 to 20. He says, I know that nothing, nothing good lives in me. So he already recognizes I, I, I'm sinful. That's all of us here. He says, you know, there's nothing good inside of me. In my sinful nature, he's speaking. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I want to do, I don't want to do what is wrong, but what? I do it anyway. But if I don't do what I want to do, am I really the one doing the wrong? He says, no, it's the sin living in me that does it. In other words, it's selfish me. The devil didn't make me do it. I did it all by myself. So when you fall, you do these things, you're the one that did it. You can't blame the devil. You can't blame your spouse. You can't blame people. You are the one. Come on. No one makes you do it. It's you. It's the sinful nature that's inside of you. I remember one time, amen, I shared this with the guys on, on on our, our iron sharpeners, amen. I remember one brother years, years ago came up to me and said, you made me cuss. You made me cuss out my wife. And I said, what? He goes, yeah, you weren't there for me. You weren't there when I needed you, Pastor. And so I, yeah, I cussed. I said, bro, that that's all you right there. That's all you. You can't blame me. Just like, you remember, was it, was it Saul? It says, you know, you weren't here, you told the prophet, because you weren't here, that's why I sinned, or that's why it caused the disobedience. If you would have been here like you said you are going to be here, then I would not have done it. We, we like to blame, but it's, it was in his nature. It was in Saul's nature. It's in Paul's nature. It's in your nature. You've got to crucify the flesh. You are the greatest enemy, church. Right here we see Paul. Paul is really crying out. Paul is confessing. This is a confession from Paul. Paul is saying, you know what? That's a desperate cry. He goes, I want to do what is right, but I can't. It describes the experience of all Christians, all disciples, struggling against sin or trying to please God by keeping the rules and the laws without the Holy Spirit's help. You see, church, we must never, never underestimate the power of sin. We can't attempt to fight it in our own strength. You can't do it. You're going to struggle. You're trying to fight sin on your own, you're going to struggle. You're going to lose. You're going to give in. See, Satan's a very crafty tempter. He has amazing ability to make excuses on why we did it. And we have an attitude about it. Come on, you get caught in sin, you're exposed, and now you have an attitude about it. What? That's what that brother did. He goes, you weren't there for me. The attitude came out because of his sin. So now you got sin, amen, uh, that gets exposed, and now you have an attitude about it. Listen, a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You can't go anywhere until you change it. You cannot go anywhere until you change your attitude, church. You're going to have to fess up and and confess, I'm struggling. And you're going to have to crucify the flesh. You've got to name the struggle, church. You wake up and don't just say, I I crucify this flesh daily, Lord. I I crucify this, Lord. I I pick up my cross and fall. You've got to say it and really mean it. And When you're doing that, you're, you're saying, God, I crucify, I name it. I crucify this. I, I crucify anger. I, I crucify, you know, bitterness. I, I crucify lust. I crucify these things, Lord, that slow me down. You've got to name your struggle. And then you've got to put on the opposite. And every day I'm praying for the fruits of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit on my life, love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control. All that stuff. I'm praying for the armor of God to be on me. I crucify the flesh by denying myself, putting on my crown, picking on my cross and what? Following Jesus. Those are things that you got to do. You got to dress yourself. There is a battle every time you step out your doors. Sometimes there's just a battle getting up. Come on, somebody. Come on, we, we get a battle. We're fighting within the house before we even get out. And we gotta understand, church. We gotta got understand the enemy. Sometimes it's just right there, and he's just laughing. Gets up, amen, pushes a button, and boom, he just kicks back, and you're doing it all by yourself. Because why? The sin in you. The sin in it's sin in all of us. We're sinners saved by what? Grace. So we gotta understand we're all fallen, but without Jesus, we're nothing. So instead of trying to overcome sin with willpower, and how many know that doesn't last very long? Hallelujah. We got, we, we got to get the power, amen. We got to understand that we need to get a hold of God's provision for us in order to have victory over sin. We must let the Holy Spirit, who lives with us, give us the power. So that when we do fall short, He can reach out, pick us up, and get us back on track. It's the Holy Spirit, right? Right when they got filled with the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts, amen, right? It came and gave them power. I'm going to give you power. You'll be my voice. I'll give you power over situation. I'm going to empower you with the Holy Ghost. We need to get a feeling of the Holy Spirit inside of us daily. God, give me a fresh anointing. Give me a fresh feeling of the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, I need you. you got to tap out to yourself And tap into the Holy Ghost and say, God, I need your power. I need need some Holy Ghost power because, man, I will blow it. I'll say something that I shouldn't be saying. Do something I shouldn't be doing. I need you, Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost in my life. And God has given us that provision. He has given us a plan to have victory over sin. And you don't do it on your own. You do it with the help of the Holy Spirit. Because what really defines us, church, is how well we rise up after falling. That defines who you really are. Are you truly a follower? Or when you fall down, you fall down. Come on, there's people that fall down and they're out. You don't see them for months. You don't see them for weeks sometimes. We don't see them for a long time because you know what? They fell and they stood down. They marched down. The enemy hit them. Boom, they fell down. And, and, and when we stood on the ground saying, I, I can't do this. That's what you guys are doing. In reality, you're like this, and you're I can't do this. Get up, and the, and the devil started, oh, I can't It's too hard. It's too hard. See, it's a lot easier laying down. Because every time you get up, guess what? You got to fight. Sometimes we're getting tired of fighting, so we just lay down. And, and, and he takes us out. This is a fight, church. This is real. This is about your life. This is about where you're going to spend eternity in. He's already lost. Did you know that? He lost and he thinks he's going to win. He he already knows the Bible. He knows the end. He loses. Jesus wins. Devil loses. Final. That's what happens. So what he's doing, he's trying to take everyone out. I ain't going down by myself. I'm going to take you with me. I'm going to take you, you. I'm going to take you all. I go in. I go in by myself. I take all of you guys in. So he prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking for opportunity, seeking for for you to be caught napping, seeking for the little attitude inside of you, seeking for this little thing that will that will cause us up and goes, okay, now I got you. Seeking you for to you to drop your guards, so you can just hit you. This is the battle, church. Spiritual warfare. This is warfare. This is a battle. When you enlisted, when you got saved, guess what? You enlisted to an army. This is an army. This ain't day camp. Come on, this ain't the YMCA. This ain't the boys club. The girls club. This is an army. God is raising soldiers up. Come on, we're not going to a playground. Come on, you're not going to get pushed on a swing and say... This is fun, hallelujah. Can you push me more, Pastor? This ain't daycare either. This is, this is an army. We're here. We're enlisted, amen. He says you got to prepare. you got to fight. He says, you know what, in this race, he talks about it all the time. It's, about, it's always a competition, amen. In a runner, all the runners run, amen. They train themselves. There's a training going on. It's a a race that we're in. It's a battle that we're in. Amen. We're soldiers and army. We're fighting all our way, all the way to heaven. The fight, the battle goes all the way to the end, church. And those who endure to the end shall be saved. You don't want to be caught napping, church, and stuck there. And then, and then, then the daddy comes home to pick up his church. See, that's why he says, I want to catch you napping, take you out. And when the Lord comes, you're not going. He wants to take us out, church. It's a battle. This is a warfare. This is this great enemy that we face every day is within us. Everywhere we go, he or she's there. It's us. It's self. This is a tension that we face as disciples. It's a conflict on what's doing what's right doing what's good, agreeing with God's Word, amen, we agree with it, then we don't do it. We amen it, and we don't do it. It's a battle, it's a struggle, it's a sin that's within us, amen, that we're not crucifying or we're not feeding our flesh right. We're feeding it with the stuff of the world, and you're wondering why you go through struggles. You're wondering why. That you're going, this is happening to you. You're wondering why your marriage can't get healed. You're wondering why, amen, there's always just tension and things going on in your life, amen, because we're not feeding it. We're not fighting the fight that we need to fight. I know that all of us here want to do good, right? Come on, this really should be our tension. We, we want to do good. And We painfully, painfully realize that the sin within us that makes us do wrong that we still fall short of God's glory. You see, this inward struggle of sin was real for Paul. As it is for us. And from Paul, we learn what to do about it. You see, whenever he felt overwhelmed by the spiritual battle, whenever he faced self, he will return to the beginning of his spiritual life by remembering, listen, how he had been free from sin through Jesus Christ. It says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, it says this, And now, just as you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, you must, say I must, you must continue to follow him, let your roots grow down deep into him, and let your lives be built on him, and then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught, and you will overflow With thankfulness. Paul went back and remembered what he did. Paul went back and says, You know what? When I accepted Christ, amen, I got to continue to follow him. I got to continue doing what I need to do. I got to let my roots grow deep inside of him. I, I need to build my life on him, amen, and let faith grow inside of me. You see, church, when we feel confused and overwhelmed by sin's appeal, we have to reclaim freedom that Christ gives us, and allow the power, the Holy Ghost power, to lift, of us, lift us up for victory. Come on, we've all fought too hard to just let this go. You know, I, I've been saved now going on 24 years, and I fought so hard for this ground, for me to be given into the flesh. And lose this and let the devil take me out. That'd be foolish. That'd be foolish to allow something to come in and rip me off. I have to fight. I'll always have to keep my guards up. Because I know that he's, he's prowling around. He's waiting for Pastor Art to be caught napping. He's waiting for you to be caught napping. He's just looking and he's prowling and he's seeking. He studies you. He has his meeting every morning before you wake up he tells his demons, What's our goal? Kill, steal, destroy. They're, sh- they're chatting this for you. That's their mission to go out. Okay, who are you taking? I'm going to take Pastor Mark today. I think I can take him out. I'm prayed up. Come on. I'm going to take her. I'm going to take her. I'll take him. They, they, they leave their meeting. Kill, still, destroy. Kill, still. What are you doing? What's your chant? to yourself? you got to know this is a battle, church you got to understand that sometimes the greatest battle is within you. you got to make up your mind what you're going to do. Like the Bible says, you've got to submit to yourself and then to God. You've got to make up your mind. I, I want to be saved. I want to be, a, I want to be a, a spirit-filled, holy ghost, devil-stomping man of God. I'm going to take out devils today. Winning, building, sin. Win, build, sin. That's our model. Will, build, serve, sin. I'm going to do it. I'm going to win the loss. I'm going to take, take somebody out of the devil's camp and save them. Come on, you mess with me, I'm going to go preach to somebody. Come on, you you mess with me, I'm going to go share my testimony to somebody. See, this is how we fight our battle. We fight back. We keep our guards up. We don't we just, oh, put our guards up because he, he got a good punch. You're going to get some good punches on us, church. You gotta take that punch and say, okay, that was a good one. You know what? I didn't I didn't I didn't pray today. I didn't read my, my Bible today. I didn't get some word inside. Okay, you, you you got that one. I put my guard down, bro. I learned my lesson. I'll put it back up. Don't you should get mad when someone hits you. Right? If someone hits you, your your response is to, to go back, not just fall down. But you can't go back if you have no word inside of you. Let me close with this tonight. Romans chapter 6, verse 6 and 7 says this. But we know that uh, the old sinful self was crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. We have been freed with Christ and we have been set free from the power of sin. You've got to go back to Christ. You've got to go back to your salvation. You've got to go back to this and say we are fighting a battle. This is for this is for this is this is this is what we need to do. So tonight, let's face our greatest enemy, self, by allowing—listen—the Holy Spirit to leave, live inside of us and to lead us and to help us stand against self. Don't give in to self. Be led by the Spirit of God, Amen. To help us, let's not lose self. Let's not lose. Let's not forfeit. Our harvest, church. We work too hard for this. Come on. You say that you've been sober X amount of days or X amount of months or weeks and then to lose it? It's a waste. We fought too hard to do what we do. We fought too hard to be where we're at today. To just say, you know what? I'll forfeit it. I'll lose this. Heck no. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight for this. Let's continue to be still in all our situations and know that He's God. Just win this battle, church, against self and against the enemy. He's a great enemy, church. So you need to you need to fight that enemy. You need to as He studies you. You got to study Him. There's a game plan right here. Here's the here's all the here's everything that we need right here. Thing is, we don't pick this up. We don't study it. We don't practice it. We don't train in it. We don't do what we need to do. Come on, you got you gotta do your push ups, your sit ups, everything through God's word. The word of God does that. It trains you, it builds you. How are you gonna fight when you're not trained? How are you gonna run when you get tired? Come on. This is your run here. I'm done. <laughs> Come on. But this is not a race. What I tell you it is, it's a marathon. You've got to have a steady pace for this whole race. The times that we've got to flee from the enemy, but it's always a steady pace for what we're doing. Come on, if you're going to just go off, with Jesus, Amen, you're going to get tired in two months. Take it, take it slow. Don't, 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 don't get all crazy. Take, take steps. Gradually build yourself up. You know, sometimes you get all full. Yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, so man, two, two months later, they're not even in church no more. It's the truth. We, we have seen people come in full force and and I'm a person, go for it, but you know what? Pace yourself too. Don't be don't burn yourself out. Because he's going to catch you napping. And when he catches you napping, amen, all of a sudden you get an attitude. Now you start fleshing out on people. Now you, you all kinds of stuff happens, church. Let's conquer this great enemy, amen? If we can conquer self, let me tell you, we can do some crazy things for the kingdom of God. And then you can, stop into, you can start to start, uh, step into destiny. And stop in, step into the purposes of God for your life the more the word you have inside of him, the more that you become like him, the more God starts, to, you start to understand and listen to the voice of God, and, and you start to listen and be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Amen? And then, then we can fight our battle. Come on. Every day we're, walk, we're waking up like this. Every day we come in church. How's it going, bro? What's up, man? We're ready. We're ready. We've got to go fast. Don't behind you. you got to go fast. you got to just get ready. Be ready all the time. Don't just don't. You know, you ever got slapped in the head like, oh so dumb? Come on, you didn't see it coming. See, so sometimes the devil, that's what he does, he slaps you in the head. And all of a sudden, you're, you're all mad. Because you weren't watching. Come on, this, 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 be ready, be alert. He falls around, looking at the volume. Stand up. Hallelujah.